We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Curry steps back. Bang! We're back again. Andy Liu, Samus Fendiari. Uh, what are we on now? I think it's 45. We're getting up there. No, no, we skipped like, is this the Donald Trump? Is this the Donald oh. Trump episode? Yeah, we had to, we had to bring go. on our foremost uh, Trump experts at The Athletic. <laughs> um, Marcus, Marcus Thompson and Anthony Slater. How you guys I doing? I feel like I should have been on 44. I feel like 44 was for me. It's 45 for me. I, I don't feel good. <laughs> so yeah, you speak the, for yourself, sir. So here's the thing. Technically, this is 44, but we skipped an episode and gave Amin El Hassan 44. La- Basically, we we missed 43. We miscounted. It was it was. We'll inevitable. be 43. But y'all get 45, man. Yeah. So now we're we're just gonna go with this. It's the Trump episode. It's the it's the one that's um, gonna get everyone the angriest by default. Marcus doesn't piss many people off. I, Slater definitely doesn't piss any people off. <laughs> He's just out here doing his job. Marcus, it, he just—it's just me and Sam. So, well, you guys will be doing it today, I'm sure. I don't know. It depends <laughs> on what the subject matter is. But let's run down the uh, itinerary. <laughs> uh, what are we going into? Houston first. We're going to talk about because me and Sam are um, vehemently against the notion that. Houston has a five percent chance of beating the Warriors. We just we will refuse to believe that. So I'm sure everybody else now at a certain point is saying, "Hey, maybe it's thirty percent, maybe it's fifty fifty. We just can't understand how it'll be a close series. Maybe but you guys honest, have thought. Though, to- be honest though, are you just holding the line because you want to <laughs> stay right, or are you holding the line because you really don't believe they have a five percent chance or better? Marcus has a take on that. Marcus. Yep. Th- I cannot imagine a scenario where James Harden outplays Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry in a series. Hey, actually, you could throw Chris Paul in there too. Like, there's there is no scenario where the Warriors are healthy where I see James Harden and Chris Paul outdueling them. Um, I'll give them credit that the teams. It, it's a really good team. They're nice in the margins, but. Um, they essentially are – there's just no scenario where I can see where they outgun the Warriors and outdefend the Warriors. It's just, it's just impossible for me to imagine that. How about this? Um, Eric Gordon shoots around 50% or so from three in the series. Harden's pretty efficient. Paul shoots well. Draymond is under 30% from three. Iguodala can't hit a three. Clay and Steph aren't 
godly. They're maybe 38-ish percent from three. KD's not great. I mean, like, what if they just shoot 14% better from three over the series? You just named, like, six things, though. Like well, that, have saying, to, I, I, that is a lot of stuff that has to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's highly they're they're way too good to get swept. I'll give them that. Like, there's there's no scenario where the Rockets go against the Warriors and both teams are healthy and they don't at least catch fire one or two times. But I, I just here here's my thing. I thought OKC was more of a challenge for the Warriors before Roberson got hurt because they were actually elite at the things the Warriors sucked at. They were, they were amazing on the offensive glass, and they, were, they forced a ton of turnovers, and we know how much the Warriors love turning the ball over. So at least they kind of did stuff that frustrated the Warriors in that capacity. Houston just straight up tries to do what the Warriors do, uh, switch everything. I mean, they're just kind of – they're like the – Dude, Sam's say, club, poor man's warriors. I was gonna say Sam's Club version of the Warriors, basically. I don't know. I mean, I'm with you guys. I, I would not. I, I heavily favor the Warriors. So I think anyone rationally thinking about it still does. But they get hot. I mean, they get hot from three, and the, the Warriors can't like if the Splash Bros don't hit like what 40 percent, like they're vulnerable, I think, because nobody else on the team hits threes besides Durant. I just feel like that's their only shot is to be hot for four games. And We've just seen playoffs are different. Like, you have to be able to win when you're not making shots. Like, that's the formula. You have to be able to do it. I think Houston's answer to that is just to keep chucking shots. Now, I'm with the crowd that says it's about 30% now, but their philosophy is what is what's a problem for me. It's, it doesn't feel like a playoff philosophy just to keep jacking, jacking, shoot till you make it. I think that if they go up against the Warriors, a team that kind of lives on defense and execution, I don't see them doing that. And I still need to see James Harden come through when he doesn't get the foul calls. Like in the playoffs, <laughs> if he doesn't get those calls, his game falls apart. I want to see what he does in crucial situations when a refs are like, you're not getting that, James. You got to earn it. I just don't know if he has that. At the same time, I do feel like if it's a close series, Harden and Chris Paul might be hungry enough. They might just be so hungry that we see them do something they've never done before. And we saw LeBron and Kyrie do it. I still feel like that's a possibility because those two are exceptional Hall of Fame talents. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to take that. Let's be sure about it. It's going to take a 2016 Cleveland effort to beat the Warriors. And I just don't know if they have the components to play that level of basketball without making a bunch of threes. Well, they don't have LeBron. I mean, that's the big difference between 2016. As good as Harden and Paul are, like LeBron was that series. uh, And they don't have that. What I would also take, I would also say Kyrie is just a better bad shot maker than maybe anyone on both, on both teams. Honestly, so, so when you have so that at what point somewhere. though does it? I mean, at what point is it's it's cool for me and Sam to be cocky about this? We ain't playing the game. It don't matter if we're cocky about it. But at what point does it matter that Draymond and KD? I think who, who was it? Was this later? Was it you that, or maybe it was, I think it was Monty that, that, actually? What it, it, whatever somebody did. But at what point does it does it matter that these guys aren't really taking them that seriously uh, in the locker room? I think uh, game one, they that's the concern. You know, everyone talks about, all. you know, if the Rockets just get super hot for four games and hit 23s in four different games. I think it's more if they go into the series super confident and allow a game one to get away. And then suddenly it's maybe that you go back to Houston and they do get one of those hot games and then it's 2-1 and then the pressure's on. Like, they have to take them serious from game one. And I think the best thing that's happened uh, is everyone else – around the basketball world now is saying they have a shot. Houston has a <laughs> shot because that then wakes up Draymond Green. I mean, you saw him the other day saying, oh, noted. And, you know, Daryl Morey keeps coming out and saying that stuff. I'd say that's probably the most ill-advised thing Houston has done, uh, although I don't blame them and it's fun that they're talking so confident, is that that probably wakes up Draymond Green on game one instead of game three. I just feel like the Warriors are, are guaranteed to win a road game in the playoffs. Like, they just have never not done it when Steph Curry's a point guard. They are going to win a road game. That means Houston has to win twice at Oracle. Not I necessarily. Not if they get home court. Not if they get home court. <laughs> yeah, if they get home court. But even still, one road game is kind of key to low. Yeah, 
one one road game is keeping low. I just don't know. Like even if they win one game in Oracle, I just feel like the Warriors gonna get that back. It's a different brand of basketball. I want to see them play that, and maybe maybe the first two rounds they'll show it. If they play, you know, a Denver or Oklahoma City, and they show it's not just about everybody chucking threes and hoping they go in, then I, I'll probably feel like it's a, a closer series than people think. But just the idea, like I just the Warriors have never went in a series and not won a road game, which means like, how, what does Houston do about that? I just don't know if they have the answer. On and defense. You know what's different, too, a little bit when we talk about this matchup? Like, it is tough to go into Cleveland and in that crowd and win. It's tough to go into Oklahoma City. It's not really tough to go into Houston. That's, that's probably one of the worst home crowds. In there life. it is. There's the, there's the controversy. Here it goes. Oh, Slater's coming for Houston fans. I didn't even think about I think Slater was reading Middlecoff's Twitter feed all day. The Rockets games. are good. The Rockets are tough to go in and beat as basketball team to basketball team. I'm just talking crowd. Marcus, you've been in all the arenas. I mean, how much different is a Houston vibe to a Cleveland vibe and an Oklahoma City vibe? Uh, from what from what we saw, I'll just stick to the playoffs because that's what we're really talking about. Man, when the Warriors went in there, it felt, you know, like a lot of Warriors fans were there. <laughs> you know, it just felt Jeez. like. Remember when about Steph 2015? Scored? Yeah, remember Steph dropped like 40. In game three, and he's like going back and forth with the fan, the court side, and the fan ends up giving him a high five. Like, that's you don't get that in Cleveland or Oklahoma City. I just, I don't know though now. This is a new Rockets team. This is Harden and Chris Paul. I wouldn't be surprised if I, they I, went in there and it's a different environment, but I agree. It probably won't be Oklahoma City 2016. I know what you're Ooh. saying, but I've read Houston Chronicle columns that are like, why has the city not? got behind this team yeah, yet it's yeah. still third in the market that type yep. of stuff where Damn. you don't deal with that in oklahoma city that they're not you know second to anyone because there's nobody else around so it's just uh not that that plays that big a role i mean if james harden's just super I mean, hot you, super you hot, saw it on the you saw it on the broadcast last night they were showing all the people and in, um in in the houston crowd wearing other teams jerseys there's a guy in like the, the LeBron get up. There's a bunch of Celtics fans. Uh, you don't really see that in, in Cleveland when you when the Cavs are playing a big game. Well, so. well Houston got the Asian population, bro. They're not gonna be in OKC in Cleveland, Sam. Come on. Relax, <laughs> dude. Plus it's like it's just such a football town too. And now baseball. Yeah, baseball. <laughs> With the Astros won the World Series. Yo, I am I am a little um it does make me a little bit happy that Steve Kerr came out of the all-star break and bench Zaza. Like that's one of the things where you would assume someone like, like Steve Kerr would be willing to, Hey, like we're winning. We're still, you know, half a game away from first. We're just going to keep rolling along. But it seemed like he was down to make that change, which foreshadows maybe him willing to make quicker changes in the second round or West conference, Western conference finals against Houston. Something like that willing to, to make, you know, play Draymond at center more, something like that, where he wasn't willing to do the years before. Is that a thing, or is that just some shit that I'm making up? I think. I mean, I think he was just trying to wake the team up. Uh, and I think it was his move to say, hey, look, I'm trying to get us into playoff mode. Now you need to get your minds into playoff mode, basically. But at the same time, like... It is kind of funny talking? that play, get into playoff mode means starting JaVale, but... Yeah, I was just going to say, that's the that's the one thing that, you know, who do you, who do you think should play the most center minutes? Uh, come Rockets West Finals. I mean, is the answer starting JaVale McGee? I mean, how many pick and rolls <laughs> per first quarter are they going to run at JaVale McGee? It's going to be like LeBron and Festus. <laughs> like every, every time down, get him in the pick and roll. If it don't work, run it back and get it again. I, I mean, think it's, that's, a, that's a Draymond Green series. That's a Draymond Green, Clint oh. Capella series. Jordan Bell, if he can stay down on a uh, pump fake. Uh, and like that's a that's a ridiculous. rough one. That's a rough one for a rookie you, to deal with all of Harden's shenanigans. With that, I mean, he is he's fouling out. And plus, he's got like he's got PTSD from the last time. Yeah. Oh my. It's supposed this, to be, it might this, be a Kayvon Looney series. And that's what I. That's actually the point. No, they what are they one and two? The the game they won this year. Remember, he was the best center. He yeah. went down. And I remember he got like an offensive foul called on Paul. I think it's just because he's so low to the ground. And I'm not necessarily unathletic, but he's just. This is, he's kind of unathletic for, for an NBA big, yeah. and like all the pump fakes and stuff that, that Jordan Bell was flying on. He's, he's not, not jumping even, anyway. Yeah, he, he doesn't like, even want to jump. Down. He's like, yo, I don't even do that. Like, so you can keep 
I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and say Kevon Looney's playing much in a Houston series because that seems ridiculous. But, I mean, he might be a better option than, you know, the other guys. I, mean, I think Curran knows the move is Draymond at center. It's just a matter of not overplay. Like, he doesn't – you'll know Kerr is, is worried about the Rockets if he starts Draymond at center. Like, it's going to well, take the Rockets winning two games for that to happen. You, you know what the Warriors do to teams in the third quarter this year? Like, plus 300 or something? That's yeah. what the Houston does to teams in the first quarter. So, I'm Draymond at center is definitely the, the move to close the halves. But, you know, what if they're just up – you know, Rockets are up 13 – seven minutes into the game. I mean, that's, you don't want that. Either. That's why you can't start Zaza. Cause uh, you just can't afford. Who do you start though? Do you start your Andre? I yeah, start, well, I is... start. Yeah. I, I start go Jordan. I, I think Jordan bell. Like you, I hope he gets to that point. I feel like he's got the most potential, but uh, the, the problem isn't necessarily defense. It's offense. It's with Zaza. You're playing. Four like on four five. on five, like like at least with JaVale, the lob is in play. At least that, especially when you know the Warriors like to start games moving the ball, execute, and you get a good screen and you make the right pass. Like that, it matters off the bat if that's a missed layup or a dunk. Maybe it's maybe it's just three possessions in the first six minutes, but that's the difference between the lead being thirteen and five. I just feel like JaVale at least gives you that where Capella's got to stay home and guard the rim and not just say, oh, we don't care about that. I feel like those whoever gets you those buckets, whoever doesn't trick those off. It ain't, like and it ain't Jordan Bell right now. You I see know, that's like, what I'm saying. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't Jordan Bell either. Because once, I mean, if he's got a lane to finish, he'll do it. But yeah. if there's anybody if got in front of him, he's, uh, he's kicking that ball back out quickly like Chris Dudley or something. <sighs> he, he stops on the catch every time he catches like a roll right now. And he catches it eight feet from the hoop. Yeah, if there's a defender near him, he stops, jumps up, turns around, and then just looks for anyone on the perimeter to pass it to. That's the thing with all the young guys with Curry. They, he he gets them so much thinking the extra pass that it's some, you see it with McCaw more than anyone where they almost start overthinking instead of playing. At least with the Rockets, it's a, it's a complete opposite. Like all the role player guys are completely comfortable gunning it. If you start like Iguodala, right? Does that does that come off as a victory for the Rockets if the Warriors make the change, reminiscent of Avery Johnson switching his starting lineup against the Warriors in 07? It's like, oh yeah, you let can't, you know you can't we do, already got him. You can't do that off the bat because if it doesn't work, you've just You're done. Yeah, yeah I, I don't even know how you come back from that. All of a sudden, everyone's it's like, all right, Zaza, you're back. <laughs> like that's not the it's exactly like yeah Avery Johnson switching up the whole lineup there um I don't yeah I don't think Kerr is gonna would it's would that, go with the small ball until they're they have at least two losses down, down, down two, one. two yeah yeah exactly it's a exactly. two one move the the adjustments are always two one I feel like when you're down two one they always come in every series that's true. So some, someone explain to me what Andre's been on. Slater, you've been on the say I, I love to monitor Iguodala minutes and what he looks like. Physically, he's been fine with me, but you've been monitoring his game since the All-Star break. I think he's looked amazing just in terms of like mentally, not even physically. Uh, physically, he's been fine all season. But just the fact that he's willing to, I mean, shoot a layup is huge when you just kind of watch him play basketball for the last three years. So what's going yeah. on? Five straight good games, right? How many straight good games did he string together in the first half of the year? Like maybe two one time. I don't even really remember him getting to two. Um, So he's clearly juiced his mind up in the body, whatever you want to say. Juiced his mind. Nice. Yeah. The, you know, uh, the, the week did himself good. You know, it's funny to me. People are just talking about, Oh, it's the same as last season. He was second in six man last year. And a lot of people voted for him to win six man of the year. Uh, realistically, like he had a good season last year, particularly remember when Durant went out with the knee injury uh, and it was the same time of the year, March, he had like an incredible March. I think he averaged like 17 a game. Some, I remember he had a 24 point game in Atlanta and some of that stuff. Uh, but he really fell off a cliff. I thought the first half and people were acting like it was the same thing he always done. That's as bad as I've ever seen him. And obviously 23% from three, but uh, I think from the break, he's something like what made four or seven from three. Not that that's, sharp shooting it's it's only seven attempts but he looks good i mean everyone's seen it it's it's been pretty obvious that he finishes it the other day when he just stripped baysmore to win the game i don't know y'all were were y'all really worried about iguodala like for real 
I could I was worried because you could just tell his he was worried about his shot. Like he looked just dread, you know, he was dreading shooting the ball in the first half of the year. He looked more worried about his shot than the fan base, which was freaking out. I don't know. I just feel like still not that, fixed either. He still shoots yeah, twenty six percent. That dude is one of them dudes though. He uh I if he if he struggles in the playoffs, then I'd be worried. I just don't do do you know what he started the playoffs from three last year? It was bad, right? Like 0-20, uh, right? Yeah, so I remember that. Yeah. He, he, he went through. Oh, okay, that was close. He Jesus. didn't make it three until I think deep in the West Finals. It was um, it was some, it was game three of the Utah series. I was watching it in an airport, and he he celebrated very hard for making his first three in the playoffs in like their seventh or eighth game of the playoffs. Yeah. Was, he uh, wasn't he wasn't good uh at all in the playoffs if they had just swept the Cavs, if the Cavs didn't go bananas in game four and they just won that game he would have had a really bad playoffs everyone kind of remembers oh he's very good in game five and you know that was like kind of the only time they felt pressure in the playoffs but you I know wonder, i, don't, I we'll wonder see. how much money he made himself just on that game five because i wonder how much other teams would have been willing to really uh, it, it's it's just one game but it's kind of the last thing everyone remembers from him too I mean, he clearly leveraged some teams. I, I gotta, I gotta believe that he wouldn't have been able to leverage them as hard if he didn't. Kind of, you know, the hero of Game Five there. For me, I don't, I don't. I mean, his shot is so important because they don't have another shooter. I guess unless Nick Young is rolling in one of his stretches, but they don't really have reliable shooting off the bench, which they were supposed to have fixed. But for me, as long as he's attacking the rim. And not like passing up layups. I think he's good. But generally, when he's on the court, they're winning. And that's probably going to be his barometer is who is he guarding and are they winning when he's on the court? If he makes shots, that's always been like the bone. Andre. I think that's his. It's just, I don't know. I just don't get worried about Andre yet. Maybe because they're just so loaded. He's so extra anyway. I mean, they do have four all stars. We're talking about Andre is the difference. Was that as bad as you've seen him in that first half of the year, though? I mean, oh yeah, no, no, substantially he looked, he looked worse. He looked, and you know what? It wasn't that. I don't. It wasn't that he was physically. He looks physically like he was declining. Like people would say, "Oh, he's done." Like he had legs. He's dunking. I think he was in his head about a shot, and he just didn't look confident, which is weird for a guy who uh, you know has done this for so long. But for me, that stuff is fixable. Knees start going, no spring. That that's more of a concern. But I get this confidence, as especially somebody who's like Finals MVP and who's been in the playoff. For me, that was that always just felt fixable. It's kind of like Clay and Steph shooting. Like no matter how bad it looks, at some point you just know they're going to fix it. I feel I always feel the same about Andre. Not about his shot, but just about his overall game. He can't shoot consistently like that, no matter what. Well, the weirdest Iguodala stat, I think, of his career is like he was in Philly. It might have been year four or something. He shot like 82% from the free throw line. And, and hit those clutch free throws to win a playoff series. I remember yeah. that against No, the he Walker. was like great from the line, and he was shooting like nine a game. He was like one of the free throw leaders in the league. Um, if you go, it's just, it's just a weird kind of stat line on his uh, career. The weirdest, yeah, it is. He's a thinker. He, he's a guy who's out there using his brain. He thinks a lot, and it just gets in his way sometimes. But that's like the rest of the – I mean, like, McCall's the same way. Like, you can see Jordan Bell out there thinking. Omri Caspi, I don't know where his brain is at this point. I feel like a lot of the Warriors off the bench is like if they had the mentality of Clay Thompson, like like if Omri – Nick Young, right? Yeah, like if Patrick McCall had the mentality of that guy, like – that's basketball, though. I mean, every team deals with like that's that's what's so great about the game is that it's so much of a, more of a mind game. It's not just like you know, if it was all athleticism, Javale McGee, we one of the greatest centers to ever live. I mean, he's seven foot, like springy. I, it's just that every everyone has to deal with their mind, um, and that's the game. Also, if you're just that high IQ of a player and you never have any confidence issues, that's usually someone who's just a total superstar. So it's you yeah. usually kind of get one or the other. Someone who's like an okay thinker of the game, but has all the confidence in the world or the opposite. That's how it always is, right? Exactly. It's always that. It's always a dude who's like, yeah, I don't know that much, but man, I feel like I'm the best player in the world. Like Mm -hmm. uh, Corey Maggette would be like the ideal of that, right? It's (laughs) it's the player who really, you know, 
considers himself Jordan. And Court yeah. Getty would be kind of nice off the bench for this team, actually. Drawing yeah, he fouls. Would. He can get buckets, man. He can get buckets. They could take him. Uh, too bad we never got to see Prime Maggetti versus Prime Harden. It'd just be it's exactly what everyone wants to watch. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna pivot we're gonna pivot to social impact because um, that's one of the larger things for the Warriors off the court that's talked about this year. I, I think that some of the guys I think that Steph Curry is I think sometimes he feels like he's obligated. I mean Marcus, you could probably answer that, but uh, like sometimes maybe he'd rather not talk about some. But he's like, all right, we're the best team, we're the defending champions. This is something that's going on in America right now. We got to talk about it. I think KD is more of. I'm going to inject myself into this conversation no matter what, because I am the face, you know, of this franchise of basketball at this certain point. So I, I wanted to get your thoughts on, do these guys just feel like they have to do it? Do some of them not care? Is it something different? I'm, I almost feel like, like this is part of the deal that they want. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they want to talk about it all the time, but I do think they want to be a team that's known for talking about it and not shying away and being vocal and as as Steph always says using the platform I think if they were one of those teams that were really good and everybody was listening to them and they didn't talk about it they would probably think that is a slight but generally especially their their top tier stars they all kind of you know have this this grandiose vision of being you know like influencers beyond basketball or like above a sports figure, so to speak. So I think they want to do it. I think this is for like Steph. I feel like this is his, uh, you know, he feels like this is his role or his calling KD. I feel like KD is like, there's no reason for me not to say it. Like I've already been through the worst, right? (laughs) Like I've already, you guys have already dragged my name through the mud and told me I was all this and I won a championship, so there's really no backlash that can kill me anymore. So I'm just gonna say what I think. I, I kind of get that sense from KD. KD's like obsession is to prove to people that basketball players are human. Doesn't matter how big a star you are. Like you know, I can. Uh, that's his big thing. I remember he went. It was, I think it was after. Uh, the burner account thing, but he went on YouTube and he was like, I, you know, I had pimples and I was, uh, you know, uh, self-conscious when I was your age. Like, I don't know. That's kind of his big thing. I think that's where, when he talks about most of the stuff he talks about, that's where he comes at it from the angle of, uh, just, you know, the normal people out there and the struggles that, that everyone's facing, including stars, even, uh, where he's at Steph. I mean, I think Steph was kind of pushed into, uh, a vocal role that he's accepted, but it was just like, he, I mean, Marcus knows, obviously he, he was never supposed to be this, right. He was never supposed to have this impact where he probably thought at this point of his life, if he came out and said the stuff he said, you know, the people covering the war, like the beat writers would report it, it'd be like in a notebook. Like that's what it should have been right in his mind where now we're, he can say it and it's on CNN and everywhere else. It's basically like, I don't know, Will Barton or somebody came out and said something like, it doesn't even make an impact, uh, but that's just kind of where Steph is coming. And then, you know, all the other guys, Draymond's always going to be outspoken. Um, Kerr, David West. I mean, they, I think how informed these guys are uh, compared to most is, is what really shines through. I really want to know what clay I need. I need clay to start speaking out at some point. Uh, it would just, it just would feel so off brand, but I'm just, I'm just dying for it. What is the most, what is the most like, socially, you know, woke thing he's ever said. I, I'm, I'm trying to even think of one. I think you know his, <laughs> yeah, his, Na- his Napa thing, right? His, didn't he, that was he it. The donation for Napa and all that. I think that was. Yeah, it. that was. Yeah, you're right. That's probably it. Just. But that's that like. Is. I mean, that's like. It's PR. Yeah, that's like a fire. Like you gotta gotta do that. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's different off the court. Maybe it's some of the way he feels. But to me, surprisingly, Draymond actually doesn't say much about any of that stuff. Like su- surprisingly, he doesn't. I mean, he had that one where he was in. Uh... What's that? I said I don't know about that. He's he speaks up quite a bit on this sort of no, stuff. But not like Draymond, but not like commiserate for Draymond, right? True. Not, not true. like Based Draymond. Based on who Draymond exactly. is, you would think he'd be looking for a mic, like going after yep. the president and all kind of stuff. But he is he is a little bit more measured. In this he, arena, 
it's just all you need to do with Draymond is get him in. If he is going on a subject and he's like invested and emotional about a subject, he's great. I remember the McNair stuff that really ticked him off. Right. The Texans owner, like he oh, went yeah. off on that on Instagram. And then for probably 10 minutes in a media setting, every question he was, uh, you know, engaged on where sometimes you, you might ask Draymond about like, Hey, what, you got anything to say about the gun control issue? And like, he just hasn't researched it. And I remember I went to Harvard. He was speaking at Harvard before they played the Celtics earlier this year. And that was basically what he's talking about saying, uh, he thinks athletes can speak on stuff if they are number one, like educated on it, they're researched on it and they just feel passionate about it. If not, he won't talk about it. Cause and I think that's the way it should go. Right. Just don't come out and speak on every issue. If, you, if you're basically not informed on half of them. That, uh, I, I would I would approve that philosophy. <laughs> it's not how it works, like, right? I don't it don't work well for Twitter and social media. But you know, if you don't talk about it, you probably shouldn't say anything. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We'll go. Well, Sam, we, what are we? What are you gonna do? We gonna do real fake news? Yeah, let's. So we're gonna we're gonna do a little real or fake news here. So I'm gonna just throw out three takes here. Uh, we'll is this start- like an honor of forty-five? Is this what's happening right now? Hey, that's here? you guys, man. Yes. You guys honor him. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have Jade edit in some sound. Your, your voice is gonna come right after Trump. Some fire and fury. It's gonna, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be everything you hope for. Um, so last year the Warriors added three players. They, they base it was Nick Young, Omri, and Jordan Bell, and brought back the rest of the roster. Next year they will make more than four changes to the roster. So what I'm saying is they, they, they switched three players out last year, but basically brought back the same core next year. Well, they will make I'm gonna it say at least real four. news. Hmm. I'm going to say real news hmm. on that one. So you think they're yeah, really, will, go ahead. I will too. Uh, I mean like bringing back 10 is still a lot of guys to bring back in an NBA roster. Uh, but then we, you'd have probably want to ask who, Who's gone? Yeah, that's what I was going to go with next. I think, I think Caspi's really gone. I think yeah. uh, Young, I don't I think know Nick if Nick Young's Young, gone. Yeah, Nick's gone. I, Nick Young's I think, gone. I think, uh, I think Zaza's gone. I think, yeah, I think Zaza's gone. I think David West might retire. <laughs> I think uh, they got to figure out what to do with Damian Jones. So they got to play Damian point. Jones, yeah. Kevon yeah. <laughs> so, Looney's gone. Yeah, Lo- I think Looney's going to get picked up by somebody, especially if he has yeah. good playoffs. Like, there's um, a potential for the last six spots to t- turn over. They got to play. What Quinn about Cook? Livingston or Iguodala? I don't know who's going to take Iguodala's contract. So I don't think he's gone. Um, Livingston. No, I think they're going to do one more year of Livingston. And then, then they'll have that uh, last year. That's 8 million. That's only two guaranteed. And they might slice him an off season from now. I guess it also depends on what's available too. Is, is there a Iguodala replacement? Or a Livingston replacement that they could get. That's I mean, that's, that, what, that's that's what I was thinking. Uh, Andre might be tough, and they might just value keeping him. But Livingston is increasingly kind of like a ancillary luxury piece, and he doesn't cost like that. I could see them flipping him for some sort of center who's probably not as good of a player as him, but fills a need in the roster. For example, I don't know. Just a thought. McCaw is also an interesting case. I mean, restricted free agent. I don't know if anyone's going to pay him in this market, but if somebody does, I mean. I think he played he himself back onto the roster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Damn. Remember that was the fear? Like, oh, man, how are they going to pay McCall? He's going to get a bunch of money. Remember he was talking about, like, even, like, to the public, basically saying, and I didn't even know he could talk, like, at least outside of just all the court. He was, he was saying, like, hey, I'm excited to get a contract. I think it was Summer League or something. Yeah, where he was I, saying, did a po- I did a podcast oh, in that's Vegas. What, that's crazy. And he was like, dude, he's so awesome that I'm finally going to come and do a payday. Um, and he's still – I mean, look. The I mean, yeah, we're like going just won't be crazy. Yeah he, yeah. he ain't even a millionaire yet, is he? No. I'm Well, yeah, if you – uh, count both his seasons and combine them. He's made more than a million in the NBA, but uh, he—I think he still gets. I don't know. He can get Nick Young money for sure, right? Yeah, that's a lot I mean, of money though. Yeah, that's five million. The mid, the mid level is going to be like eight. I could see somebody mid leveling him. Sheesh. 
I don't know. That's a lot. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, and also, it's like there's going to be so many good guys still left over at lower prices. Like people are talking about how Marcus Smart, you know, where's he going to get money and just the, the lack of money on the market. I think it's actually turned into a perfect storm where McCall might be back very cheap. I think so, too. It works out for the Warriors because he hey, was good. Light years, right? Yeah, light years. <laughs> it I was gonna say, I mean, before he hurt his before he hurt his wrist, he had that one good game. I knew it was the Suns. I mean, it was the Suns, but he was shooting threes. And he, I, I watched. Unfortunately, I actually watched those Santa Cruz games, and he wasn't good. Like he was still hesitating. But by the time he had gotten up to the big leagues again, he was willing to actually dribble. He, you want to know what's weird about that game? He that, he played that game with a broken wrist. He broke his wrist the day before. <laughs> This was weird. Did he know it broke it? No. He was wearing a, a wrap in the game, and they hadn't x-rayed it. And then he comes – the so he comes to the Suns game, plays well, screws up his right wrist during the Suns game. They go to x-ray his right wrist, which comes back fine. And they say, well, if we're x-raying your right wrist, let's x-ray your left wrist. And his left wrist was broken. So that's what happened. <laughs> Jeez. Poor guy. All right, next one. Um, so Ooh. I'm sure you guys have all been watching – how basically the entire West standings change every night. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Like every team's there's between three and 10. They're all within a game of each other. Um, real or fake news. One of the Spurs, Thunder or Timberwolves will miss the playoffs. Thunder. Spurs. 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 <sighs> I mean, you can also just say fake news. They'll all make it. So. <laughs> um, they both answer Spurs. I'm surprised. Well, I don't like Kawhi changes the equation. Like, if he really does come back, which sure. sounds like he may, but like, if for if we were saying Kawhi wasn't going to be back the rest of this year, like they're starting to crumble a bit. I mean, who they lost to what the Lakers at home? I mean, Lamarcus didn't play, right? Um, sure. Yeah, I think he has an ankle injury. Um, but they do be they don't have a very good team. It's pretty shocking that their record is what it is. Yeah, I think they. I think they. Uh played over their head thus far and, and you know it's an 82 game season it catches up with you it just feels like they know it too like watch them play it's like they know if 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 they don't out execute you and out hustle you and they do all that and and they're still losing it's like all right we got nothing left uh, <laughs> we're out of this game I, I, they, they just don't feel like they believe uh that they're, they're really good it's like they know what's up so they're going to win I mean, 44 games and somehow win the lottery is what you're saying. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> of course they win the lottery. Maybe they flip Kawhi this summer, too. Whoa. Possible. Um, what, what, what now, he'd be great off the it? bench for the Warriors, right? You could dump a oh, dollar for him. Marcus is on brand with the pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think the I don't think the Jazz are going to make it. I think, you know, I – Still think they're what two losses maybe behind. So who eight. makes it? Who like who makes it? We yeah, got the top no, the two. Clippers. Clippers are there. Clippers the are there. Is, who, what are the two that don't make it? So so Spurs, Nuggets, and Thunder are about a one game apart, and then Clippers are a game behind the Nuggets and two behind the Thunder and Spurs. One of the crazy so, Cl- thing Clippers is, and Jazz are one out right now. Is basically they're the two yeah. looking. But at. the the Thunder and Clippers have this exact same loss record, right? They're they're exactly the same. So. I mean, technically, they're all tied for eighth. The Thunder, the Nuggets, and the Clippers. Yeah, so, but the Thunder are four more wins. I, yeah, but what I'm saying, I just, I just need the Thunder to not make the playoffs. That is, <laughs> that is the dream. That's exactly what I'm. That's the, what I'm saying. I want to see a Thunder. Oh, what, why you don't, why you don't want them to yeah. make the playoffs? Listen, if Russell's gonna win the MVP and then gain Carmelo and Paul, Paul George and not make the playoffs, come on. Do you realize the material that I have from my account? From my Twitter account, here. but wouldn't you rather just see a great basketball series? Nah, I need the jokes. But I you see, know I see your point. You know when you're going to be depressed. You know when you're going to be depressed about that though. When round two rolls around, you know what? Right now would be the two three round two matchup: Warriors Blazers. Oh God! For Does the anyone want to see that in round two? For the twentieth. Was that the fourth year in a row? Yeah. It's <laughs> I, how many times do I need to watch? Hey, like Steve Kerr and Kevin Durant and Steph gonna like sit out. They gonna take. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Steph can sit. I mean, if he rolls an ankle again, he's just gonna sit all series. 
That's the point. Yeah, nah, I want to see Thunder Warriors. I feel like that's. I feel like. How about a round one that. to just kick off the playoffs? Well, if the playoffs two, two, started, seven. if the playoffs start today, that would be the two seven. It is Warriors that, Thunder right now. Yeah. That would just. Oh man, do the Warriors not want that to start the playoffs? Nah, just, you don't want. Nah, that you don't want that. Just <laughs> standpoint. Ooh man, I, that would be great. Draymond going to start the playoffs with four techs in round one. Yup. <laughs> it's not what Kerr wants. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be all bad. God, that is Steve. I'm going to go with Jazz. And yeah, I don't, man. I feel like the Jazz. I feel like San Antonio are in trouble. I feel like San Antonio is in trouble. I think Denver's in trouble too. I don't know. I mean, they haven't been playing that well. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, who knows? It's going to be fun to watch. Y'all really buy the Clippers like that though, for real? No, I don't. Like Austin Rivers and Doc? Nah, I just. Austin had thirty today, so yeah, I, I just Austin I just buy the Thunder not making it. That's my thing. So anyway, so you're praying the Thunder don't make it. I am pra- yeah. I am praying. I'm not gonna lie. I, I am buying. It <laughs> I've I've watched more Thunder game this year than Warriors game. That's like, kind of lame. You should want to. You should want a good series. Come on, man. It wouldn't be a good series. It'd be like a dramatic like. That's real. good. That's, that's good. That's that's what like we want. off the court dramatic. I don't know about on the court. Okay. Well, all right. All right. Let me ask you. What are we? It's like one good series. You're worried yeah, about maybe. how much fun you'd maybe. have on your Twitter feed, right? You would have fun for about two days with the Thunder on making the playoffs. Then the playoffs start, and then you're sitting there watching Warriors Blazers. That's fair. That is fair. Instead, you get or Warriors two game weeks. Of Warriors yeah, you get yeah. two weeks of Warriors Thunder. That is two weeks jokes. of fun. That is two weeks of fun. They've changed my mind. I won the Warriors 30 uh, Western Conference Finals at this point. Uh, hey, no, you that, know what? that would be fun. Hey. Real talk. I think the real reason you don't want the Thunder is because you're scared they're going to win. Oh, my God. I think you want to avoid it altogether. I think there's a sliver that he's worried about it. I mean, Steven Adams is the best player on the Thunder, but, like, I mean, that's fine. Live with that. Nobody can. Do they they admit that now, like Oklahoma City fans? Do they admit that Steven Adams is really good? Because last year he was trash. (laughs) He is, like, by far their third best player. They, they they like him there. They, you know what the funny part? About- I'm just saying. Last year he was like, oh, he's got nobody. And I'm like, dude, Stephen Adams is a monster. And they're like, no, nah, Russ has nobody. And I'm like, he has Stephen Adams. That is good. They should they should be again. back in Stephen Adams because you know what Stephen Adams is? He is the only good piece of the Harden trade. People don't even realize he's part of the Harden trade, but that's a pick that they got in the trade. So they should be acting like he's, you know, a modern day. Goliath center because and, and there's try- not anyone who a like high usage star would want to play with more than him because he just seems so content doing he does. everything and just taking Clay. none of the credit you know just like yeah Clay. I'll just set a thousand screens for you he's like Clay he's like the Clay, Clay. of centers yeah he's Clay he, he's if you know his backstory well he's one of the most awesome dudes I mean uh, dude he's incredibly nice yeah oh yeah it's jarring. Like you expect him to be like you know like really abrasive. Just he's total opposite of that. It was unbelievable to talk to him and like how warm he was. He was just very he was real kind and polite. It was just it was weird. I expected him to be like Thor or something. He grew up like super rough in New Zealand. I don't know how much how well you guys know his backstory, but it's it's pretty crazy. Obviously with the eighteen siblings, his sisters like a. Um, his 18 siblings, all the all the guys are I think six nine and up, and all the Ooh. girls are at least like six three, six four. Jesus. His sister, How tall are his parents, do we know that? Uh, the dad, I believe, is like somewhere around six nine, and there's okay. a bunch of moms. But um, bunch of moms. Oh shit. Valerie Adams is like sister uh, New Zealand celebrity. She's won like three gold medals for shot put. She's the greatest shot putter in women's history. Wow. In the world, um, it's kind of crazy. It, the whole thing's crazy. The whole story. But, She's six four. Yeah, and Damn. are you Google imaging her right now? Yeah, yeah. She would be, a, you know, one of the biggest, you know, best centers in the league. I feel like screen wise, she's she's huge. She could probably start she's, over Zaza. Yeah, that would be. She could start for the Forty Niners. Yeah. So the Raiders, bro, they're the one that needs help, not the Niners. But would she even fun. try to finish at the rim though? Because I feel like Zaza, he just like don't even try. He's just like, <laughs> I know I'm a miss, so let me act like I was fouled halfway up. <laughs> well, actually, he looks kind of aggressive on the second unit for some weird right? reason. I'm like, where's very odd. Very odd. Played his best stretch of basketball on the bench this year. It's been weird. I don't know. Like, it Fair. felt so weird to think about him on a, on a bench unit, but it's worked. Yeah, because their bench units don't really have offense, so it's like putting his eyes out there 
feels like it makes zero sense, but somehow. So, <laughs> somehow. somehow. We'll, we'll go into the last one because this is also the other source of uh, much fun and jokes is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So real fake news, they're not going to come out of the Eastern Conference with the way that they're playing now. I say real. Ooh. I think, yeah, I think I still kind of, I don't know, dude, should I not believe in Toronto? It sounds so dumb to say. Um, I kind of think the Raptors are coming out of the East. Whew, man, hold on. You I, said they were not coming out or coming out? They not, they not coming out. Is, they're not is coming real out. that they're not coming out? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, think, I'm with that. I, I, no, I, I think, think Toronto, they what? are coming out of the East. Damn. I think the Cavaliers are coming out of the East. Man, that was a weird question you asked. It was technically are not coming out of the East. They so are just, not. Just the, to the clarify, Marcus, Marcus has booked his trip to Cleveland. Um, Anthony's looking at what kind of rates you can get in Toronto Anthony's right smart, bro. See, Toronto's nice in the, <laughs> in the summertime. I'd rather go to Toronto. Oh. Give me Toronto. Give me Boston. Give me D.C. D.C. be fun. Ooh. I'd rather go to Milwaukee. At least Chicago's like an hour and a half away. Anything but Cleveland. But with that said, I just don't believe. I don't believe they'll beat LeBron. I just don't know if they got the heart yet. <laughs> I would love to see it, but I'm not impressed. What impresses you about Cleveland's team besides LeBron? LeBron just LeBron. That's it. It's all on LeBron. <laughs> it's all on LeBron. Like, look, know, it's man. Boston. Like, like, the way Boston what? looks now. That's the thing. That's why I have to sit here and be like, am I really picking Toronto? But exactly, right? Th- Maybe they're hungry. But the thing <laughs> is, like, because I, I find myself thinking, man, Toronto had no shot the last. Remember they Man, how do you trust that team after last year? They're talking about I'll <laughs> give love you hundred dollars if you can guard them. Like because... we will be good if not for LeBron. Like I don't be- think that team will beat Cleveland. That that's what they were saying after the podium. I, I know I that's can't... why it sounds stupid to pick them, but things have changed. Kyrie gone. Cleveland's team way worse. Toronto's team better. They got a lot of better, much yeah. better young pieces. Anunoby, you know Pascal Siakam, Jacob Hurdles turned into a monster on the glass. Uh, DeRozan's better than he's ever been. Like Toronto's better DeRozan than they were. DeRozan does look like a different player this year. I'll give him that. And Cleveland's way worse than they were. They just are. This is how mean, you know Slater it, it watches is, games outside of the Warriors. Anthony, like, this I, is how you know. you're, I really hope this is you're right. You know. I'm going with reverse psychology on this one, but I really hope you're right. I would love for it to be Toronto. Would but wouldn't that be a sweep in the finals, too? Like, I mean, maybe it I is don't with the care. Cleveland. Anyway. I don't rather be in a different city. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've already hit up all the great Cleveland spots. You're good. You know you know what would be the best way for it to happen is if it like somehow Philly just got mega hot oh. and beat and Simmons came into their own and then you're sitting there watching that final series going maybe this is like the next wave with these two stars. You know there's the rumor of LeBron maybe looking towards there. So I don't think that'll happen obviously. But yeah, real news or fake news? LeBron going to Philly. Hey, how Fake. how would a, no? That's what I want. <laughs> how would a Philly Cleveland first round series look? That would be I'd be locked into all those games. Or Philly Boston, Philly like you would, you would think Philly could actually beat Boston. I would think. I want to see. I think Philly could beat Cleveland. So I uh, think Philly could. I think Philly could beat either any of them. of them in one series. Right? I don't think they could beat both of them. because of that one dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think they. I think whoever gets whoever gets Philly might have a problem. The first time, but the second team that get them, you know, will probably out experience them. But you don't want to see Philly. East first round is going to be fun because Milwaukee's probably going to get one of those two teams too. Just seeing Giannis, LeBron might be good. I'm kind of, I don't know, kind of into the East first round. Every series that doesn't include the Indiana Pacers, I'm down to watch. That's going to be boring. Yeah, Pace, we can already book Pacers, Pacers, Wizards for NBA TV. That's it's it's going to be the one that everyone passes on. <laughs> um, and, is Miami uh, in? Miami's in, right? Yeah, I right think now. It's, they got like two games on Detroit. Well, the the problem yeah, is they got they, they've been slumping, but Detroit can't win a game. I mean, that they got four. Games they got four games, so we might as well just assume it's Miami. All right. Well, Heat Raptors. That's also NBA TV. God, Heat Raptors. That's funny. As Raptors, I mean, Heat could probably push that to six. That's the funny part. Oh, That's your wrap. My NBA Finals pick is going to get pushed to seven by the Miami. In the first round. Actually, would not be surprising. Would not be surprising. It's crazy. What wouldn't be surprising is if the Heat pushed them deep into a series and then they still went and made the finals. Because nobody in the East is, scares anyone. I don't know. 
The, th- the thing on Cleveland is we, we all agree this is the worst team LeBron's had since, what, 2008? Since Sasha Pavlovich? Yeah, it's Woo! like Booby Gibson. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at this team and I'm one. I'm. I I can't justify picking Boston or Toronto like objectively. I mean, I'd, I'd like them to win, but on the other hand, I look at Cleveland. I'm like George Hill, J- Jordan Clarkson. You know, it's 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 all. They really need for... Kevin Love to come back. Remember, like Kevin Love had a really good first half, and then Isaiah Thomas came back and it got all jacked up. They need Kevin Love to come back and be who he was the first few months. If he's that, then they're probably going to win these. Yeah, they need Jared to stop throwing soup. That too. I think JR to hit a shot. He can throw a two-ball he wants. I think JR to hit some shots. JR needs to never wear that terrible uniform that just came out again. Oh, the Supreme you see the one? Nike? Oh, my. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I thought like it was straight. Yeah, I bet you did. You think <laughs> everything from the 90s is cool, and that ain't nothing but like a Rex and FX like uniform <laughs> rump shaker video or something. Like, we used to wear that at the Festival of the Lake. Y'all can't bring everything back from the 90s. Like, come with something new. <laughs> I might wear that to a finals game this year, to be honest. It's literally, it's got every team but the Warriors on it. I'm, I'm looking every, at it. No, no, it's got like, it's got like, was fi- like, nope, nope, we're not doing it. <laughs> Lake, Lakers are on that. They're like, yeah, we need all the publicity we can get right now. Um, so you're saying, you're Slater, saying, have this... you seen this thing, Slater? This uniform? You, so I didn't really know what you guys were talking about, but I do remember seeing some random picture on Twitter today that had a bunch of logos on it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, just, yeah, I, just, I just sent I didn't it your way. Into what it was. <laughs> okay, I didn't even look into what it was. So it's, it's, I promise you, there was a starter jacket from like '98 with all the team logos on there, or like, Supreme. It was like leather. Yeah, it was just. Oh, it's it's terrible! It's terrible. What is this about? Why why is he pictured wearing it? I think he's like endorsing it, like you know, Nike's releasing this new whatever. Either either Supreme didn't want to spend a lot of money uh, on a on an ambassador, or or a lot of guys passed passed on these jerseys, one or the other. I can't. I'm not sure which one's more likely. Like all these, this is Nike too. So all these Nike guys passed. Passed on his outfit. Jared Smith was like, "Man, how much? How much is it again?" <laughs> yeah, like you see him just approaching LeBron or KD or Kyrie, like, "Hey, you want to wear this?" Uh, no, give it, give it to Jr. <laughs> it's a Westbrook thing, man. All right, well, so so it sounds like this this season is going to come down to one series. Then it sounds like, and and that's all we've got. That's all the interest that we have in what is it? Late May, it's going to be the Western Conference Finals. No, I, I mean, don't know. I kind of want to see Oklahoma City Warriors. I think if that's oh, second round, I think that's. I want to awesome. see that. I want to yeah, see that. And see that. Like, you know, it's funny. Like people say, well, it's going to come down to Rockets Warriors. But like, I like I said, I really want to see like Sixers Cavs in the first round. It'd be awesome uh, basketball to watch, and and the Bucks try to, you know, move on. I mean, Boston Cleveland in the in the finals, East Finals would be a pretty riveting. However, if not Cleveland ends series. is going to be fascinating. Yep. If it's good, if it's bad, if you play. Sure. Remember, remember when LeBron ripped his jersey off the last yeah, time? Boston, like, yeah, you're walking out. Nah. And you know how LeBron is, I mean, he's so into like leaving breadcrumbs everywhere with all this Philly and different stuff. Like just how he handles an exit would be really interesting. I mean, oh, if he loses I mean, to Philly and has like a five minute hug with Embiid, like yeah. he's going to be like, just stay right here. Just stay right <laughs> yeah, here. You guys are thinking, you guys are media. thinking too small on this though. The, the league wants Boston Cleveland. They want to play up the Kyrie thing, the Kyrie LeBron thing for as many games as possible. I think that's the series that would be the most fun in the East. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not that pumped for Cavs or Raptors, but I do think the Raptors. So. <laughs> <laughs> Raptors Boston would be a great Easter Conference Finals. No, no, nobody <laughs> wants to watch Raptors. Nobody wants to see Marcus Morris against Pascal Siakam. Like I, I, think like I said, I'm way more into Sixers Cavs first round than I would be into Celtics Raptors East Finals. Oh way God. More. Oh, God. But that's 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 kind of the point is that like sometimes yeah you may know who's gonna win in the end but like it's just the little random series this Thunder Warriors clash rivalry like they need one final like war against each other like just to leave it all out even if you think you know the end result like they just kind of need to have one more look at each other in the playoffs just to, for closure 
That's I, fair. That is the greatest series I've ever seen. Like that, that, well, just because they won. I mean, I was there for the game seven and that nah, was. Nah, that was that. I don't care if they lost. That was, that series was incredible. <laughs> I feel like the, the, the 2016 NBA finals was incredible. Like, that, that was. I watch that, that was an incredible series. People forget about that game. What is it? Game four when Steph scored 38 in Cleveland and everybody was after everybody was killing his shoes and you thought that series was over, but like leading up to like each game, except for the first two, they kind of smashed them. But that was a great series, even though the Warriors lost, especially the last five games were pretty epic. So I feel like no matter who won that Oklahoma city series, that series was incredible. Just what, just the basketball. And that was, that was fun because I thought OKC outplayed them. Like I mean, Slater, you did. were there and they, they outplayed them. Like they looked better. I was scared. It wasn't even like like we're close and we outplaying you a little bit. No, nah, it was yeah. a demolition. It yeah. was it look, was, it was insane. Your, it was your standard road team outplays and wins in six. They won that series in six, and then Clay Thompson went crazy. But they outplayed them through six. They won yep. three home that games. That was a, that was yep. the hardest and the best I've ever seen the Warriors like or the hardest I've ever seen them have to work coming back in that game six. That was and, also one of the largest meltdowns I've seen from a star. Just covering it from, because I was covering the thunder at the time. <laughs> they, they turned it over. I, you guys may not remember. They, yeah. Westbrook and Durant turned it over combined six times in the final, I think seven possessions. It felt uh, like all of them were Iguodala strips too. Just, yeah. We would, all had, we would all had a few strips. There was just some, there was one pass where Katie comes down with a rebound, a huge defensive rebound. And then he just like looks at Westbrook and they didn't know who was going to bring it up. And he kind of throws it. It might've been Iguodala who picked it off, but somebody just, I think it might've been Barnes actually. I don't know. But um, yeah. And you know, Durant shot really poorly in, in game six. Cause uh, he just looked almost too amped up. Ooh, uh, or was he? He took a lot of shots too. He took a yeah, lot. Yeah, oh, he was jacking. He took, and, yeah, he and, was jacking. Yeah, no, it was. It, that was a great series. But I just, I mean, I just look right now and I see that Warriors Blazers second round series. I'm like, ugh, like I would love to see Warriors something just for the fact of like, imagine how Westbrook will go down. Like he's gonna go down just throwing everything. Like he, he's gonna dude, go down with five turnovers and like. <laughs> Two made threes and a near fight. Like, yeah. Chasing the ref, begging. Hello screams. Yeah. Hello screams though. Yeah. Hello is screams. that gonna be? Is that gonna be more interesting to you than how Damian Lillard and that? Hey, hey, yeah, I can watch Dame all day. That's town business. So, <laughs> we, we, Dame I'm is cool. cool with me. Hey, I'm cool. I'm cool watching him in a three six against the Blazers. <laughs> him, him and CJ. Him and CJ. Yeah, I can watch him. No, I feel you though. That just the whole energy. I just want to watch it. I want to go to a meaningful game in Oklahoma City again because that was live. Like that was that that was an environment like it was almost like that's that must have been how teams felt coming to Oracle, how Dallas felt and Utah felt coming to Oracle for we believe because it was it was crazy in there. I had this lady sitting right next to me because the the beat you know the the media rose like basically in the crowd. Well, that's the so, other like, thing is where we sit. Yeah, right. It's you're right in it. And some lady next to me, she was offering me candy. She was really nice. And she just turned to me every five seconds. Oh, I hate Steph Curry. Like, it was so <laughs> real. Like, she really felt that in her bones. Like, that environment was crazy. I would like to experience that again, even though it probably won't be the same. But still. Well, you put you dangled Durant in front of that crowd in the playoff series, at least for a game three. Like, if, if it was 2-0 Warriors, they went in there. Like, they could still get it, I think, cranked up for three. But if it was 3-0... Uh, four might not be great, but like if you just dangle a game three of Durant right in front of that crowd, I mean they would just be frogs. If it's one one, if it's one, well, if it was one, 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 one three, oh, man. Ooh, man. Think about the build up to that game three. That would just it'd be interesting. I just it want would, interesting, it right? Far, it is by far the most interesting. Um, and Andy doesn't even want it to happen because he wants. I, I got, I got nothing jokes. for y'all, man. Wow. I'm, I'm Dude, wow. I just want to. You know what I want to see in this playoffs? I want to see the Warriors pressured. Just want to see them pressured. How do they handle pressure? Last year there was just no pressure. Like the playoffs felt like regular season. I remember going to like. Man, game what are you three talking about? They Utah. were down at Game Three in Utah. They needed five <laughs> straight pick and rolls with Kevin Durant and Rudy Gobert. Was there the a series. second in the playoffs? <laughs> was there a second in the playoffs you doubted that they might not win the series that they were in? There, there was not Let one see. second. Uh, Portland, no. Utah, no. I mean, maybe in game one against Spurs, the Spurs, Kawhi went down. Yeah. That they would lose the series or the game? 
Nah, the series. No, you knew they'd lose the game, but like, Jeez. I want, yeah, nope. I want there Not to be a point. point in the playoffs where the Warriors are pressured to the point where you're sitting there, like, you know, remember um, Memphis? Even the year they won their, their first title, boy, they were down two one to Memphis. Two one um, to Cleveland. One to Cleveland, yeah, and then yeah, the second. Uh, I mean, like in 2016, they either really choked or came back really strong. Like it was. That's what creates good moments. I just want to cover some good moments. It might not happen till next year. Is my thing. Like maybe the year, or the year after that when Draymond and Clay are gone. Maybe Draymond. Like it might. It might. Might have to be something where they are forced to have KD and Steph average thirty points for them to win a series. And I don't know if that's this year. Um, so I mean, unless Dray- maybe Draymond gets in foul trouble against Houston because James Harden goes under his elbow three times in the first five minutes. Right. That can always happen. So that's it. Blazers yeah. Warriors round two. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> who's guarding who's guarding zach collins yeah all right all right all right all right, all right thanks a lot guys everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.